On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Second Shot Podcast, episode 200. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I, I wish I could make that cool, like, air horn so- sounding, like, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> champagne <laughs> popping, <laughs> confetti rocking, coming oh in hot and gosh. weird on this 200th episode. Babe, I'm so glad that you started this podcast but you're the one who pushed me to do it so did i yeah oh yeah i did because the book launch is the whole reason we started it because you said i needed to do it gosh that's right it's crazy to think we're really recording the 200th episode that's really insane it it really is so welcome everybody if this is your first second shot to listen to this will um, be very different yeah this will be a different than our normal second shot and we've been kind of mixing it up a lot especially during the pandemic which has been fun i think people are liking it um so heath oaks the one with the accent is my husband what accent <laughs> what am i even talking about the one you can't understand is my husband and the sad thing is is our three-year-old daughter corrects me on my words when i read her books she does <laughs> My name's Jenny, and yeah, that's right. You We're on episode 200, and you started it because Heath was releasing his book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Failing Your Way to Success, um, and we were newly married, and he wanted to just like release it into the world with zero fanfare, basically didn't even want to tell anybody, <laughs> wanted to just like put it out there, it was on Amazon, and not tell a soul, and me being in media was like, absolutely not. We are going to promote this. We're going to have a book launch party. You need to work on your website. You need to do a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Basically do all this work. Oh, he was so mad. But aren't you glad that you did? I am very happy. I'm very happy about the podcast. It's been great. Got to connect and and get to know so many people through the podcast here. So true. Um, And so many messages and stuff of times with it. And here's the weird thing through it all Hmm. is that every time I got to a point that I thought, I'm just tired. I would get a message or something from somebody that something made an impact of them in some way. And y'all don't understand how important those messages are to us to keep this going. Because this is, doesn't make like money or anything really. I mean, this is purely a heart project, you know. Just So true. And, and, and hearing from you all um, is what makes the difference. So thank y'all. If you've been listening for a long time, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's crazy 200th episode, and we're going to do really, if this is your first one, this is nothing like you'll ever hear on any of the second shot, because we're doing something completely different this time, right? Yes, I, with approval from nobody, 
decided we would do an Ask Us Anything episode. So you know that our normal crew, um, you know, Heath started the podcast and then I, you know, kind of co-host with him. And then we normally have producer Zach and producer Matt with us. But tonight we are at our house because with both, both of our work schedules um, and childcare and the pandemic, et cetera, it's, it's tough to make it over to the recording studio where we do it. So um, I made the executive decision without asking Heath, saying that we would do an Ask Us Anything. And I made a post and your guys' questions have been so fun. So we picked out um, some of our favorites from the Ask Us Anything section. And we're just going to do a rapid fire <laughs> answer all the questions that you have and Heath will probably never let me do this again but I thought it would be I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be fun okay good so and we posted these by the way in the second shot Facebook group if you're not in there you got to join it's just it's like motivational quotes encouragement um that kind of stuff which is um which is really fun always fun to have right now in the pandemic 2020 times oh, I know well and the other fun thing is now the quotes that I'm getting in there are favorite quotes from the second shot group oh cool because i had already put like you already yeah, uh, yeah. gave me all the zig ziglar quotes <laughs> <laughs> all the zig ziglar. i mean so the first question um curtis wrote in, and said if you were not in journalism which job would you want to have and why so we're both going to answer this i want heath to answer his too so if it wasn't in journalism which job would i want to have and why um like, I would want to be a professional performer. Well, you know, I guess it, it's funny because this was always a really easy answer um, pre-children yeah. and or child. We have a three-year-old. Um, I always would have said, like, I want to be on stage performing something, like whether I'm a backup dancer or a singer or something like that, I think would be, always thought that would be really fun. And now, like... You a backup singer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch. Um, and now I'm like, I don't even want to go on a road trip to Granbury yeah. with a child, much less be on the road with a child. And I definitely wouldn't want to be, you know, traveling and stuff like that. So I would say in a more practical sense, um, and this is something that I dabble in a little bit right now, is I think I would do, I would build up the media coaching. I, I really love preparing people for interviews. I like people... Kind of like I forced you to do, babe. Although you weren't really a willing participant. So my yeah. clients would be like, uh, my clients would be better than you. They would um, want to <laughs> promote themselves. Heath is like terrible at promoting himself, like refuses to do it. Um, but I think helping people to find their, you know, their gifting and how they can share that with the world, how they can have confidence on camera, that sort of thing. So, you know, if I wasn't doing what I do now, hosting a daily show, I would probably pour into that aspect of it more. What about you, babe? What would you do if you... Weren't in insurance? What, yeah, if you weren't in insurance. Well, oh. tell everybody what you actually do for a living. You know, like a lot of my friends don't even know what you do. <laughs> they think I do the podcast for a living. Yes, There's they a lot, literally funny. think that we would be broke as a joke, you yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> we wouldn't uh, even be able to afford these iPhones that we're recording it on. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, we do employee benefits, and so I have about 60 or so different sales offices and around 600 salespeople or so. Um, that build, you know, building and doing um, employee benefits in the workplace uh, of all kinds with um, Colonial Life as, as the uh, um, carrier that uh, provides the benefits. So um, if I wasn't doing this, what would I do? I, I just, it would have to, it would just be something business and leadership in general. You know what I mean? Um, 
that would I just can't think of, you know, um, I, I look at the insurance vehicle is, is, is the vehicle I use, but it's probably just leadership in general that um, I, I would want to be in and around, mm-hmm. whether that's whatever business or widget that is, um, being in and around that in some way, somehow um, being able to impact people in some positive light would be, um, you know, key to me. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people have asked you, you know, would you want to become a motivational speaker or something like that? And I find your answer to be kind of surprising. Just that, just that you're kind of like, I don't really, like, that's not what you wouldn't want to travel around and do that for a living necessarily. No, because, and this is probably, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably not um, right, and I'm probably not thinking about this in the right way, and I understand this, but... Oh, no. But but it's just there's so many fake bullshit people out there that are quote-unquote motivational speakers. I dang near don't want to do it purely because of all these wannabes and can't hack it that try to act like they're the next guru of some kind and like I never want to be um like James Arthur Ray yeah just just all these things I just can't stand all these fake people and stuff and I and and I know that I um, that 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 is a downfall of me that I see that and I think that and I would think but like I I just I I um that holds me back with a lot of them you know I just don't want to I, I think there's so many fake people that, that can't do what they're teaching, but they want to try to be teaching it, and it drives me insane. Like, they don't want to actually do the thing. They just want to have pictures of them doing the thing. Yeah, and it's ins- yeah. it drives me insane. We better move on. That's interesting, babe. Be well, I love a little controversy. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's why it's our show and not somebody else's. We can yeah. say whatever we want, do, right? I do whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> the next question is, what is the one quality you have that you believe has led slash helped you to become successful? I would say mine is what the title of my book, Ignorance. Um, I would say ignorance um, was very helpful to me. Um, and, and, and it's become something that is more important to me and that honestly, that I've realized is so much bigger of late that because now I have so much more knowledge mm-hmm. of so many things versus when I started and how hard it would be for me to jump off now versus back then with stuff. Oh, like if you knew what the road was going to be like, you never would have entered. Well, I don't know if I would have never entered. I just know that now, like just um, when you start gaining all of it, like like in the beginning and being ignorant of things when I didn't know as much, I didn't know what was coming and I didn't know what was coming down the line. So it was easier to do it versus now. So I would say that um, there's a fine line of doing, say, your, you know, your... Uh, your homework and your 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 knowing what you're going to get into type thing, but then there's a line of just actually doing it, mm-hmm. and you know taking the leap and hitting the branches on the way down and and seeing where you fall. I think has a lot to do. I think a lot of times these people that are very smart they overthink things. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, and you just need to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me that the not knowing what was coming around the corner and the not knowing any different was very helpful to me. What about you? Um. Well, first I want to say, I think that when people hear the word ignorance in 2020, they think of something different than the definition you're using, which the definition he's using is just lack of knowledge about any particular topic, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, what the definition of ignorance right, is. Right, right, right. But I think, you know, people hear it I'm and they're like, oh, does that mean that. that you, people, that, oh, oh, it doesn't mean that you don't care about other people or that you're, you know, whatever. Or so people think all like, that and they're stupid. The, okay. <laughs> ask us anything. It's getting, it's getting good. Uh, let's see. I mean, I don't really know if I even consider myself, like, successful. I, I guess crazy. I guess in the way that I do what I love, I really, I really... Like, I, I guess I enjoy my life. So I guess that that would be, if, you know, if that's successful, I, for the most part, I really freaking love what I do um, and enjoy my life. So, um, and I think that the way I was able to get to doing the thing that I love to do is sort of like, I don't even know if it was something I did, but it was just like a lack of options. I really genuinely have empathy for the people who for example their parents could pay for any kind of college they just kind of did anything and then just you know they could switch around they didn't really have to think as intentionally because it wasn't their money and there was not that pressure it was like they could you know study one thing and oh it's not a big deal if I switch or it's not a big deal if I do this when you're paying for everything that you have you're just I just think it's rapid fire to success it's just it's a more direct line to figuring out what you want to have. It's like when you're drowning, you learn how to swim faster. Whereas if you're just like sitting on the edge of the pool and you have floaties all around you, like why would you learn how to swim? So I think that, um, you know, just always being held responsible for my own actions has been a real blessing. And it's something I think about a lot with Brighton, you know, that how do we sort of, instill that in her i don't know but that's sort of like the most basic thing um well I also you go just back know... to this is like exactly what you're saying is is another thing that i've always said is that you have to jump in with no plan b you know you, you had plan a which was you wanted to be a journalist so you did whatever it took to do it there was no like okay i'm gonna go out and, and send my tape out to these couple people if they don't do it then i'm just gonna go be a waitress for a little while or what no it was this or nothing and 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 i strongly believe that the people who make it really are a you know, extreme all or nothing. I am a very, I'm a very extreme person. When I do yeah. something, I do it right. When it, you know, whether it's <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner or, you know, I, I do it, I go all in. I can become very obsessive. I get very one track on one thing. Kind of like know. you become obsessed with me exactly. and just, it was you like, know, wouldn't leave me alone. Him. Oh my God, you follow me everywhere. <laughs> must join his podcast. <laughs> um, but I think that that like obsession and, and just having chunks of life where you really do dig in, like the whole balance thing. I, I don't think that that works for, you know, like there, there's got to be chunks of time where there's no balance because you've got to work. And, you balance know, or, is more of a longer period thing versus yeah. a short period. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, these are good questions. Okay. Have you or Power Ranger Heath um, ever thought of doing an online mentor program specifically to mentor people who are interested in learning better speaking skills or writing? It's interesting. We just had somebody reach out about that exact thing. Yeah, and and it kind of goes back to my other thing is that I've never thought about it because I just the thought of that is like these people doing it that really have never done anything that are doing these things, and and I and I and I got to get over that some way. I've got to get over my mind that I know that not everybody's like that. Um, you know, being honest is is I think that um, I lack 
the ability thinking that there's really that much that I have to give to people in a way that is like, okay, well, would you, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but you have trained like all these people on your team to do what you do. I know. I, and again, I think it is something about all of these fake people that can't hack doing the real thing that try to teach type thing and stuff that I, I think has stopped me from that purely. Because you don't um, want to be seen as one of them. I don't want to be seen as one of them. I don't want to be in the same light. I don't want to be out there hawking something of, oh, come sign up for my deal to be online. Mm-hmm. And then I just, it's just something that there's a stigma there that I've got to get over because it's. Well, um, I see what you're saying. You don't want to be like click funnel guy. I don't, I'm not going to be a click funnel guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not going to, um, you know, but I think with with you, like like the person who recently just reached out, and what you're looking into is that it, the online courses. I think today that so many people are media with between social media stuff needing to be prepared more on camera and how to pitch things and do that stuff is key. And there's a lot more to that. Yeah. So the person actually reached out to Heath to do a course, and then I was like, wait, I want to do it. <laughs> I want to yeah. do a course on, and I've wanted to do this for a while. I want to do it more in video. This person wanted to do an audio, which I think could work. Um, but training people for media coaching, just even if it's presenting videos for their own company or presenting videos if they book an interview or, you know, a lot of people are doing Instagram lives with each other. A lot of people are being becoming guests on podcasts and they've never been interviewed before. And there's, there are, there's definitely a right and a wrong way to be a guest on somebody's show. So, um, I think it would be cool to do a course like that, Richard, um, who wrote in with the question, I, you know, I don't know if that will come to fruition. I don't know. Let me know. Would you guys, would you guys listen to that? Is that something that would be valuable if you have businesses or um, things like that? Let me know. I think that um, it could be fun. And I just, I know that so many times we book interviews with people on the show that uh, my regular nine to five job show and people blow it because they're not properly prepared. And it doesn't mean that they didn't have heart. It doesn't mean that they, you know, weren't excited about the interview, but there are certain key components that they miss and then they're never going to get invited back again, you know? And so I think something that could prepare people so that they can really like give it their best shot would be good. Perfect. You know? Okay. Um, Danielle wrote in and said, so random, but how did you go vegan? That is a personal question. Um, fun fact, we are not vegan. I'm definitely not <laughs> vegan. The, 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 like the, the um, meat run from me. Um, the vegetables are not scared at all of heat oaks. <laughs> uh, you eat a little more, but veg- do you think you eat more vegetables now than before we got married? Of course, because you force feed me. It's like I, have, I get force fed vegetables. Oh my gosh. That's very terrible. Um, but it's interesting that Danielle wrote in Brighton is Brighton's not quite vegan, but Brighton's dairy for the most part dairy free. She had a really bad allergy when she was little, and we're not entirely sure if she's outgrown it yet. Plus, you were vegan though for a little while at some point. I was vegetarian for. I don't even know the difference between those two. Okay, so vegan has no animal (laughs) products. No, I'm not. Vegan has no animal products and um, like no egg. No cheese, nothing. Vegetarian, Sounds you can horrible. have cheese and egg, but no, you know, fish, no beef, no chicken. Pescatarian. That's a you, miserable life. It was, it was great, actually. It's got to um, be miserable. But do you want to hear the first thing that I ate when I did eat meat again? Mm. Two steaks. Good. 
Um, Good for you. But that's my girl, Danielle. I do use, for example, I. You don't eat that much meat, though. You're not like you I, don't need meat like me. No, I would be. You I would wouldn't be fine. Eat, you probably would if it wasn't in front of you. You probably wouldn't eat meat, but like you wouldn't. I eat way more meat now that I'm married because when I would cook for myself, I would cook. Well, because like, you married me. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would. Ha- you know what I? You know. But like, you don't have to have single person meals. You have like a protein shake and popcorn for dinner, like a protein shake and vegetables. Speak for yourself. I cook me a big old rib all the time. Okay, um, but I do use vegan makeup. Um, I do me use too. and gluten free makeup. Um, but it's kind of vegan by default. That that wasn't like the primary thing I was looking for. But I do do a lot more vegan cooking for Brighton just because like everything that I've read about you know getting kids to just like enjoy nutritious foods involves them eating um plants and it's it's really good for them it's good for their growth you can get a lot of complete proteins so (laughs) so Brighton's kind of vegan but we're not um and then the uh, one of the last questions here she says um Another more professional question is, how do you stay motivated in the face of rejection or not seeing results? What do you say? It's tough. Uh, in, the, in the early years, more than anything, of going out and hitting the streets, um, I changed my I had to like literally change my mindset. So there was a book called Go for the No. So I would encourage you to go get it if you're in the middle of it. Um, and go for the no uh, basically was a whole strategy of you want the rejections. So so it's like reframing your mind that, that I'm going for people to tell me no because I know that the law of large numbers says the more no's I get, somebody's going to want what I got and they're going to say yes. So go for the no. And I literally listened to Les Brown and Zig Ziglar nonstop in my car in between appointments because honestly, you needed stuff to pick me pick you up. Like you, mm. you gotta, you have to feed your mind with nothing but positive thinking because in the face of constant rejection, I mean, I literally made cold call, cold call all day long, nonstop, and you get told no a lot more than you get told yes. You get escorted out of neighborhoods for door knocking. I mean. It's hard to stay positive. I'm not going to say that it always worked, but I'm going to tell you it got me through it all, which was I changed my strategy. My strategy, instead of going out and saying, okay, I need to get two people to tell me yes, my strategy was I need 45 people to say no because I knew that the law of large numbers said at about 20 to 25 people per no, I would get a yes. So I knew my numbers. So knowing your numbers and the facts around that, and then you shoot out for the no's versus the yes. So then every time I got a no, I was like, yeah, got one more no. I need to get one more no so I can get closer to my yes. And it sounds, you know, corny, but it's truly what I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that go, no, for, I no, go for no little book um, helped really framed my mind and Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, you know, and CDs in, in my car back in the day versus now you can access a lot of that kind of positive motivational stuff. And you got to constantly feed your mind with that and remove people from your life that are negative about it all, that aren't going to be there to help you up. You got to remove them. That's the only way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a hard one. It's a really hard one to be like, yeah, to have people in your circle who aren't supporting you or who are just negative in general and I like the point about um about listening to something that's positive because right now a lot of what people do and scroll through all day long is like just so mindless and I do that I do it too you know I'll look at the time like look up and I'm like oh my gosh 10 minutes has passed 
and I've just been like scrolling through my phone, looking at people complain about being in a pandemic, (laughs) you know, and it's like, could I have used that 10 minutes to listen to something motivational or even just some positive music or something upbeat? So um, to answer your question about how do you stay motivated in the face of rejection or not seeing results? um, I mean, I'll be honest, I definitely get down on myself. I definitely have had waves of, you know, periods of time, many times over the years where, you know, it gets me down. I'll cry, you know, call my mom, talk to Heath, you know. I mean, so, like, I'm definitely not somebody who's positive all the time. No, but that's, how, but, that, but that's how, that's what's real, though, is we all get down. But the difference of the people that can get down and whatnot are the ones that say, I'm going to be down for a little bit, but then next day you get back up, put your big panties on, and you move on about your business. And, and Yeah. You, I would you never last more than, like, a couple days yeah. for me. I mean, I don't know. What do we you think? We all need a little bit of time, though, to feel sorry for ourselves. Yeah. And, but then you move the hell on and yeah. you go I'm gonna buck it up and I'm gonna move on and I think you know when when I would think about like uh, for example like oh you know I, I just said I love my job so much um I would think about you know my why like why why do I want to do what I do why am I trying for this thing and I would do a check-in to find out is this still what I want like yeah. sometimes we're getting rejected and like we don't even want it anyway We're only trying for it because we want to prove people wrong. So I think also at the heart of some rejection is figuring out like, is that thing that, that whatever it is that you're working toward, whether it's a really what you want, a a career or relationship, something like that. Is it really what you want? Are you only trying to get it because you can't have it? So I did that check-in have, have done that check-in many times. And, and, And ultimately career wise, I do. I do love, I do love what I do, but for example, like I love what I do now hosting a, a more of like a lifestyle talk show more than I ever loved covering breaking news on the side of a road or, you know what I mean? Which would be you never more, would have thought that either. No, because I, because I love doing that too, but mm-hmm. I really love this more. And I will say there were some periods of rejection where I felt like, wait, no, I can do this. Like I can totally do this, but that wasn't that wasn't for me and there was something bigger and better for me, but it almost took me realizing like, I'm only wanting this because it's not coming to me. Like, why don't I go after what I actually want? So part of the rejection cycle, I think is figuring out, um, is that actually what you want? Or is there a reason why you're being turned in another uh, direction? And if I would find out at my core, this is what I really want, well then screw it because like somebody else is gonna see that in my heart too. Well, you're right, but the thing is, is as well, is that when you find your why, and you know, if you know your why, and you're getting down, what you will, you have to change. It is possible. Our brain doesn't run us; we do run our brain. Like, like no matter what people say, we are the ones that operate our brain. We can change the way that we feel and think about certain deals that happen to us. I believe wholeheartedly that when I change from I got, I I wire, you can rewire your brain. And so when, when, when a no got me excited and it basically feels fake at first, but then it just is natural and it's a game and it's fun, it changes it. And you've got to do that. If you really want it, if you know your why and it's strong enough, you can do that. That's a, that's good. But I'd be curious to hear who tries that and how that works for them. Um, the last question we're going to answer in the first ever ask us anything on episode 200 is, <laughs> does Jenny like Texas? What's, what do you think, babe? I think that Jenny likes living here, 
but I think she hates the idea that there's a question of does she like Texas because Texas thinks they're so much better than everybody else. <laughs> and it's like if you just didn't like make it a point that do I like Texas, then she would like it. Bingo. I think she would like it more if it wasn't the fact that there's even a question of do you like Texas? Just, Texas is just so pompous. <laughs> Texas yeah. is so self-absorbed that Texas asks, do you like Texas? Nothing made her happier than when Brighton was born. That oh the gosh. first paper she got was congratulations on your little Texan. Or the birth of your Texan. I was like, I did not mean to come and birth no. somebody for your state. Like, you do not own my child. Luckily for her, she gets to have that for the rest of her life. Oh, my gosh. She's blessed oh, beyond measure. My Lord. Um, I do love, no, I do, I do love Texas. I mean, I moved here intentionally. I did not think I would be here for seven years, which is how long yeah, I've been then here. you met me. I didn't think <laughs> I, didn't you think just I would can't marry somebody away. here. I thought I would come here for my two-year contract and um, move on. But now I gave birth to a Texan. And I here's here's what I love about I mean so many things that I love about Texas. We've got a great community of friends and um, you know, just people who we love. We have great jobs here. There are great schools here, great community. I love the weather. I love the weather. Like I am the happiest person even in the middle of the summer when everyone's complaining. I love it. Um, I love the food. I love the hospitality. I love the sports. I love all the things. I think my only complaint about Texas is that Texas is so, like, egotistical. <laughs> so <laughs> but I guess Texas. it's good to have. I guess it's good to have confidence. And I just I miss you know on my home t- my home state of Idaho. I really miss outdoorsy things like. Um, you know, lakes and rivers and snowboarding and skiing and that kind of stuff. But we honestly get to do so much of that here in Texas anyway. In fact, we just went to Granbury, which was really fun. I mean, it's no Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but it was really fun. I really thought it was normal um, until I moved to Florida. And I'd be on the beach and I was waiting to see everybody with their Florida tattoos and stuff everywhere. And I realized that, (laughs) nope, that's just Texas, that everybody's got Texas tattoos everywhere. Now, for the record, I don't have a single tattoo, but... I know a lot of, many of my best friends all have Texas tattoos and stuff. So like when I went to Florida and saw nobody with Florida tattoos, I was like, what? Where's your pride? Yeah, what what the heck? It is good to be proud of where you're from. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for that. It's better than hating where you're from, right? So I guess better to be egotistical than for people to say, why would you move here? I agree. Right? I agree. Um, This was fun. This was fun. This was fun. This, I, I agree. Thanks you guys for the questions. Because everybody here probably listening is like. What the heck? This is entirely boring and worthless. <laughs> that who said we wanted to hear y'all answer questions? And that's a possible fact that this is a bomb of a hell of a two hundred episode. Sorry, guys. Like who it's the hell so, wants to listen to it? So don't share it. You know, look, hey, you're wrong every now and then. We may be wrong on this, so that's okay. <laughs> but but I'm going to shame you before we go on, which is go leave us a rating review. I beg of you, please, and thank you to you that have been listening for a long time. It truly does mean the world to me. Um, it's crazy that I remember the very first episode, mm-hmm. Clear's Day. Um, I remember coming up with the concept with Chad and 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 the whole thought behind it, and the fact that we're two hundred episodes later is truly incredibly insane to me. And for so many of you that have listened so much, um, I hope you can truly hear the gratefulness that I have for you. And for you listening and the thankfulness that I have because it means a lot. And, and getting the messages or anything when anything touches you or helps you, um, you can't, I cannot explain into words through this um, medium here that how much it means to me um, and how much it keeps us 
you know, mm-hmm. getting to 201, 202, 203 episodes. Um, because if nobody's getting anything out of it, then it means nothing. And um, I'll pass it over to Jenny. But you can find me at Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire. Instagram is really the best place. Um, but I love you guys. Truly do. It's so true. Every time it's like, oh, I don't know if we got time to keep doing this. And it's like, we'll, we'll hear from one of you. And it just reminds us that, you know, that you are listening and there's a space for this and there's a space for really taking a second shot at life, taking a second shot at your experiences, you know, bringing on people who have inspiring stories in hopes that they inspire other people. So thank you for following along. We really consider you to be just a part of our life and a part of our families. And of course we give the, the biggest love and hugs to Matt and Zach who are going to be back with us in another uh, couple of episodes before the holidays and everything. So thank you guys so much. You can join the Second Shot Facebook group and you just search Second Shot Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.